Psalm 139, verses 7 through 10. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. This is one of the few instances uh, in the book I did signposts where uh, I've kept the NIV translation of this because years ago uh, I read this. This is one Psalm 139, one of the great Psalms in the Bible. It's, it's really just mandatory that uh, one knows that this Psalm. Um, mm. But the questions here, uh, yeah. are so amazing. This is actually fodder for you, Nathan, because you're so good at answering these questions. You pose them and you answer them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're beautiful in their own right. And, mm-hmm. and then they suggest answers, but not getting in the way of the poetic power of what's being said. So mm-hmm. I want to read this again, mm-hmm. and especially the last part, because I think you have to imagine yourself uh, in this position. And then I, I think, one of the things we might want to talk about is instances in the new and old Testament where the answer is negative on some of these things. In mm-hmm. other words, where can I go from me? Yeah. Where can I get away from you, God? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. The reason I just wanted to reread that, uh, it's very hard to imagine being an eagle or an osprey or some uh, amazing bird. Uh, I was just in Alaska and I saw a lot of eagles. And, And the beauty of the eagle is in flight more than when they're grounded. They look like birds of prey when they're uh, on the ground, but when they're in flight, their wingspan and the beauty of hovering high Mm. and looking for food or whatever they're doing. But it's an image that I carry with me Mm. and it it has all kinds of poetic power built into the words as as translated in the NIV that I really love. I just wanted to sort of bring that out a little bit. It's so rich. These images are just awesome. I I'm, I did not know I was going to say this until you were rereading this. And this kind of shows the power of the word. But as you were rereading um, Psalm 139 here a moment ago, I had this memory. It was very re- real memory. I was very young, probably like four years old. And I remember we must have just, my dad must have read this passage or something. And we must have been talking about how you can't go anywhere outside of the presence of God. Because I remember being in our backyard. We lived for a few years in Colorado before we moved to Michigan. And in our backyard in Colorado, there was this, in my in my memory of my four-year-old uh, memory, this giant telephone pole. And I knew that when we played hide and seek with my siblings, that was a really good hiding spot. I could go behind the telephone pole and fit back there and nobody saw me. But I remember being in the backyard thinking about how you can't go anywhere and flee God's presence. I remember looking at that telephone pole going, wait a minute, 
when I go back behind that telephone pole, God is there too. <laughs> you know how children's minds are so concrete in the way that they think. But I just remembered that a moment ago, Eric, when you were reading it, that this little child's brain was comprehending the vastness of God's ubiquitous presence here on earth. I love the word ubiquitous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just ubiquitous, you know, it's, it's an amazing word. I don't know why, but no. uh, the other side of this, the dark side of this, yeah, uh, because he's asking these questions is human beings. I, I asked a question one time in one of the passages in signpost where I said, Who's hiding from whom? Is God hiding from us or are we hiding from God? And the answer clearly mm -hmm. is we're doing most of the hiding. Mm -hmm. uh, and God is doing most of the reaching out through his son and through the Holy Spirit. And uh, if we have led a certain kind of life enough, hiding becomes a sport. Hiding mm -hmm. becomes a necessity. Hiding becomes a rejection of everything you and I are talking about here. Hmm. Because to turn around and say, here I am, Lord, I have come, uh, as in Psalm 40, I've come. Uh, your law is written in my heart. I desire to do your will, oh my God. Your law is written within me. That's a different kind of person. That's a person that's been transformed by the Holy Spirit. And God's love and his God's law is written on the heart. And, and at that point, the necessity of hiding vanishes, vaporate, evaporates. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, this is something I'm deriving from this passage. I'm not, it's not mm -hmm. built into the passage. But mm -hmm. the opposite of uh, where can I go is where mm -hmm. can I really hide from you? And, and the answer is nowhere. Mm -hmm. But you think you're safe. 